Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. We're doing something a little different today, Pastor. We are. I'm enjoying it. We are live at Brookside Baptist Church. Now, not live Sunday morning. We're recording this, but we are uh, at a men's outing here at Brookside Baptist Church. And uh, we're thankful for the guys that are here and thankful for uh, the guests that we have. And I'll let you introduce him here in a moment. And thank you, Mike, for uh, setting it up. You know, I don't know if you told the guys this, but I think this, from what we have been able to pick up, the only secular sports talk show in America is right here. And as far as a faith-based program is right here in Milwaukee. Faith in the Zone on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and we have Mike to, to thank for all of his legwork to do that. So thank you, Mike, for uh, setting it all up for us. Well, Pastor, this is uh, in October will be year six. We've celebrated our sixth year anniversary of a show that some people had given us uh, three months. They thought, look, go ahead, give this a shot, and if you can do it for over three months, um, you know what, I- I'll be surprised. And again, thank you for all your help. And, and the idea of doing this show, when we came together and, and said, hey, let's try this, and I, I want to thank the management team at Entercom Milwaukee, place that I work every day, uh, for their support in allowing us to do this. One of the, the toughest things about doing Faith in the Zone is finding guests to do it. It's, it's hard sometimes to find some sponsors that, that, that help us and allow us. There's some guys here in the, in the, uh, the room today that have owned companies that have, have certainly helped us out, and we want to thank you guys for that. Again, without your help, it's been you know six years that we're doing this. And the idea was, look, give us some seed money to be able to do this on uh, 105.7 FM, The Fan, at 12.50 a.m., and, and let's watch it grow. And once we do that, I think we can find other people to get involved, and we've been able to do that. Um, Again, one of the, the, the toughest things about doing this show is to find guys that are willing to get up on the mountaintop with us. And I was, a uh, long time ago, was, was an MC for a, a uh, awards banquet in Waukesha and talked about faith in the zone. And after it was over, there was a guy that came up to me and said, hey, do you ever take uh, requests? Do you ever, uh, you know, people ever give you requests on who you should have on faith in the zone? And I said, I do. He said, I grew up in Grafton. There's a guy named Tom Roy. And I don't really know where he is or what he's doing, but I know he's doing something that is really strong with what you're trying to accomplish with Faith in the Zone. And so I looked up Tom Roy, I called him two days later and got a hold of him. 
and he has been such a godsend to our show. He has helped us with guests, and it seems whenever the funnel starts to get dry for guests, I reach out to Tom and say, look, I need some help, Tom. And Tom goes, look, I've been praying for your show. What do you need from me? And I'll say, do you have any more guys that we could possibly get involved to be a guest on Faith in the Zone? And Tom Roy has always come through. Our special guest today, he is, uh, don't hold it against me, he's a Grafton native. Other than that, he's a pretty good guy. He is Tom Roy. Tom, it's good to see you again. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, good to be back in the home state. I live in Indiana now, and so this gives me a reason to come back. Plus, I'm a Packers season ticket holder, so get <laughs> to go up go. there Thursday. Now, Don't I see almost everybody clapping except the guy in the the, yeah. the, the Buffalo, the, and there's a Georgia boy over there, too, who's got to turn his phone off. But other than that, not, how about them dogs? <laughs> Stole our logo right there. Yeah, you bet. They did steal the logo. Hey, Tom, um, let's talk a little bit about your background. And we've had you on Faith in Zone a couple of times, but I kind of want to go back and talk about growing up in, in, in Grafton and kind of where your journey in faith uh, began. Sure. I uh, grew up, like you mentioned, in Grafton. Uh, at 17, I signed with the San Francisco Giants. I was the youngest kid in their organization, I guess, at that point. But prior to that, and Mike is a basketball coach, I was probably known more for playing hoops. And we went to the state finals uh, in my junior year, had some pretty good players. My senior year, I shot a lot, so I scored a few points, but ended up going to baseball. But I didn't uh, have a faith. I mean, I had a faith, but not a personal faith in Christ. I knew who Jesus was. And I was telling Mike before the program that I came to an event like this as a 17-year-old and heard a Packers receiver, Carol Dale, speak. And it all of a sudden, I, he got my attention. And I think from that point on, I saw how athletics could have a platform. And that's why I'm so behind what you're doing, Mike. And it's an honor to have, for the last 40 years, worked with Major League Baseball and bringing guys to Mike for his show. If you don't listen to it, I'd really encourage you. He does a great job. And uh, so that's a little bit of my background. I do want to say, though, that I never did pitch in a major league game. I went to spring training, so I don't want you guys to get all excited. Uh, it was just an honor to be from Grafton. I don't know if you guys know this, but it snows a little bit in Wisconsin. <laughs> and our season didn't start until like June 8th, and the draft was June 4th. So I was a free agent, which was kind of nice. There were 13 teams that sent me letters, or I begged them, or whatever. And so uh, that was kind of fun. But uh, that was the big thing for me to just get the opportunity. Can you still throw it a little bit, or because uh, very little bit, back very little. I could strike you out, oh, but man. very would, little bit. I would, hit, I would take it so deep you'd need to find can, another. Can ball. you just go ahead and just plunk him yeah, in the back yeah. with it? That yeah, would be fun. Uh, welcome to my co-host. He is Pastor Ken Keltner. For, no, I'm just. I kidding. care about you, Mike. Yeah, there's a lot of love. Hey, Tom, when um, when when you went away then, and and one of the things that we talk a lot to to baseball players, and it seems that. Um, really a difficult place when they're that age, 17, 18, 19 years old. There, there's a lot of temptation out there because you're leaving home a lot of times for the first time, and then you're heading out. You, you have a little bit of money in your pocket, and you're in towns, especially in rookie ball or A ball, where it's kind of a cult, and, and, and there's a lot of things to do, and then you're, you're, you're on the road for 10, 12 days at a time. Can you talk a little bit about that period of time in your life? Well, it is a big deal. Um, again, now that I do this with professional baseball, I run into those young kids all the time. And if they don't have a base of some sort, 
a lot of those guys uh, don't make it, not because of ability, but because uh, they don't see it as a job. And I've been a college coach and a high school coach, and whenever I've had kids drafted, I tell them, you have to go in there, act like it's a 40-hour-a-week job at least. And they say, well, we don't go to the park until... No, no, no. You have to study the game. You have to work out because someone's after your job. Well, with all those kinds of pressures, uh, all of a sudden a pretty little girl comes to the ball game, alcohol is introduced, and uh, it can ruin their careers. You see it all the time. Yeah, you bet. And, and we have that discussion a lot about walking worthy in the locker room and outside the locker room. Pastor? Well, Tom, we've had you on a couple of times, and uh, I've appreciated, you, you know, not only your background, but your whole testimony of how you came to the Lord. And and uh, I, if you could just share with us how, how that took place in your life. Sure. Every, everyone has a, that comes to Christ has a journey of faith where it began. And uh, that's one thing Mike and I have really appreciated about many of our guests that we've had on is that they're... They're secure in that decision that they made, and uh, they're able to, to share it and say, hey, this is what changed my life. So, Sure, I'd love to. Prior to going to spring training in 67, uh, 68, I can't remember. It's been 50 years. But prior to going, um, I met this little girl, speaking of ladies, right? And I asked her out on a date, and we went out on this date, and we got back to her house. And um, I was trying to be secular, and she was trying to be Christian. Let's just put it that way. And uh, she said, I'll be right back. And she went in the house and brought a Bible out in my car. And I'm like, get that thing out of here. What are you doing? And she started reading to me verses that some of you know, maybe some of you don't know, but like John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that he, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I go, yeah, I dig that. That's pretty good. I know about Jesus. And then she read, you know, a couple of verses out of Romans, um, you know, that uh, what sin does. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then she read the other one that said, we're all going to die. And I'm like, this is a great date. I'm loving this so far. <laughs> but then Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 is the one that really got me. For by grace you save through faith. It is a gift from God, not by works, lest anyone. Now, all of that stuff is good, being in the faith, right? But the last part is all I heard, boast. Because that's what I was. I had my identity as being an athlete, a basketball player in particular, baseball player now. And that's what I really lived on. And, and so I'm like, this girl has got a lot of guts to be talking to me like this on our first date. But I didn't understand what it meant until a little bit later. And, you know, a lot of us uh, have moments that we don't like to talk about that we're humbled. And when I was released by the Giants, it was one of the toughest days of my life. I came back to the Grafton area, and I worked in a foundry. Great job, but long hours, dirty. And this girl continued to hang out with me. Now, let me tell you one other thing. When I went to spring training that year, I thought, I, I kind of like her. So I gave her an Oldsmobile as a gift. Now, some of you young people, an Oldsmobile is a car. But, <laughs> but anyway, I don't think they make them anymore. And she was like, I can't take this. I said, come on, just take it. I got a couple. Here, here's this car. And she said, uh, at the airport at Billy Mitchell, she said, well, I have a gift for you, too. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. 
You know, I can't imagine how she could have matched that, right? And she gives me this big honking Bible with my <laughs> name on it so I can't throw it away. You know, like a hotel key, someone will mail it back to me. And I'm walking into spring training. We get in late at night, the rookies, and they come and bring a bus to Phoenix to pick us up. And we're training in Casa Grande, which is about a 45, I think. I can't remember. I've been there many times. But... I'm on the bus with this Bible because I put, couldn't put it in my luggage. And I'm sure the guys are looking at me like, who is this? Now, believe me, I had no idea about much of what the Bible talked about. And that was not my lifestyle. And so I get to the spring training. And because it's late at night, they throw a bunch of keys out. And I'm like, what's this all about? And the girl says, just take one. Go to your room. We'll get you another room tomorrow. Guys, I go in my room. Now, first of all, I'm the oldest of eight kids. Tom, Tim, Terry, Tracy, Todd, Tammy, Trudy, and Tony. Good good <laughs> Grafton family, right? And, and uh, bunk beds everywhere, right? Our house was uh, 1,200 square feet. My parents slept on a couch in the living room, a pull-out couch, and just kept having kids and filling the bedrooms, right? But anyway, uh, try to do... Anyway, that's another topic. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so... I open the door, and there are two sets of bunk beds. And I'm like, what is this all about? And of course, the guys are like, I have no idea who's in the beds, right? And I'm like, OK, I guess this is pro baseball. And of course, I got the upper bunk in the worst corner. I go up there, lay up there, and I bring this Bible with me. I took my pants off, I think, went up there with my shirt on. It was like 90 degrees, and I had this Bible. I wake up the next day. And the three guys in my room are having a Bible study. They're the only three Christians in the entire Amen. organization. You know, and a guy named Spurgeon said, once you hear the gospel, remember I told you that girl on that date? It's like a tiger chasing you. And I'm like, you got to be. I thought all the giants were Christians. I found out by breakfast they weren't. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And so now I come back to Grafton uh, later on and. And this girl is there, and I go, you didn't hear? I got released. She said, I don't care. I go, what? You weren't dating me for the uniform or for No. And so we continued to date, uh, but we'd go to Bible studies, and occasionally we'd go on a regular date out for a meal. And about a year and a half later, I understood that I needed to personally ask Christ to forgive me of my sin and to repent and, and turn my life over to him. Now, she was fired up at that point. And I'm like, what's the big deal? You know, and, uh, you know, I knew what would happen because I'd had some pretty good teaching at that point. She said, you have no idea what God is going to do. And it was kind of like when I pitched the catchers. We have no idea where the ball is going to go, <laughs> but I heard that term before. In fact, a field here, Simmons Field, uh, is where I got first looked at. I didn't play for Grafton. I'm kind of moving around here, but I realize I'm in the Milwaukee area again. I usually speak at different parts of the world. Al Simmons Field, it was a night game. Two scouts came to watch the other pitcher, and I struck out 19 guys that night. And I'm in the bullpen. Throw now, that was an exception, typically. You know, I'm throwing in the bullpen, and I told the catcher, I can't feel my arm. I said, I have no idea where the ball's going. And that's what he said. We never know where the ball's going. I was like 3-17, and 17, literally. That was my record. And I go out there and deal that night. Well, the Mets scout... The mosquitoes were too bad. He went home in the fifth inning, and the Giants guy stayed later, and that was part of the reason. So God had all this put together to have me to the point where I'm going, what is going on, to get humbled and then realize what's life all about. 
And it changed my life, as uh, Mike has maybe shared before on the program, for the last almost 40 years, I've been ministering to and discipling major league players. So I get to go to the field with no pressure to perform other than open the word of God and be Jesus. He is uh, Tom Roy. We need to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. We're, we're recording this live at Brookside Baptist Church. We've got a men's group going on and uh, some really good uh, uh, meal from, from Missions Barbecue. Uh, Pastor Ken Keller, my co-host. Host. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, he's Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he's Tom Roy. He's a founder of UPI, and he is an author. And, and as we're here at Brookside Baptist Church, we're going to get into his book in the third segment. But the name of the book is Shepherd Coach, Unlocking the Destiny of You and Your Players. It's available in the back uh, here for $10. You can get it on Amazon.com. It's at Barnes & Noble's for 16 but $10 here to the, for the guys here at Brookside Baptist. Yeah, an extra $5 to me on the side, he'll sign yeah, it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. Hey, Tom, um, let's talk more about UPI if we can in, in this segment. Um, you can learn more about UPI at UPI.org, but you're the founder of, of UPI, and you had talked about working in a foundry at, in Grafton after you got released by the Giants. And where did UPI, how did that start? And, and if we can talk a little bit about some of the things that UPI has done and, and where the beginning was, that would be great. Sure. Part of the uh, bonus, and it wasn't a large bonus, but for in the day it was, I went to school uh, at a school called uh, Career Academy of Broadcasting and wanted to be a broadcaster like you see athletes do today. And um, so I got a job in West Virginia, and I went down there. And the first day I was working the station, because I was a young guy, was a Sunday morning. So I had all the pastors coming in. And uh, one pastor came in on a Harley, and I thought, who's this dude? <laughs> and he came in, and he spoke. And I said, I think I believe what you do. Well, what happened is he began to disciple me five days a week. What that means is he started teaching me the Word of God one-on-one. -on -one. It was awesome. And he'd have me over for meals. That was almost even better, because I was a young kid and I'd have to eat out every day. So in the context of that, he said, you know, you need to go to college. I think you should be a preacher. And I go, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, I, I can't be in one place at one time. I need to be a moving target. And uh, he said, no, I think you need to. And I was playing basketball. Now, again, I was a new believer, but I played AAU basketball, which is supposed to be amateurs, right? But I was out there playing, and I shot a lot, so I scored a lot. And some colleges were talking to me, and he said, you need to go to Grace College in Winona Lake. They'll let you play. Well, he didn't know that it was an NAIA school. He thought it was just a Bible college. I go down there. The coach, who's now been with the Miami Heat for I don't know how many years, 
is uh, Chet Cameron in the front office. Uh, he makes me an assistant coach because I can't play ca college ball because once I signed a pro contract, no matter what the sport back then, you couldn't play collegiately. And I knew that when I signed. So I helped them out for a number of years. So now all of that to say I'm a college coach. I became the head baseball coach and I go to a missions conference and it's talking about reaching the world. And I thought, oh, okay. And a guy gets up there and he talks about going to school for six months to learn the culture. And it was like God was saying, well, you know the culture of pro baseball. I'm like, okay, what's that all about? Not an audible voice, man. Don't worry about it. And then secondly, a guy comes up and speaks about going to language school for a year. And it was like, you know the language of pro baseball, the profanity, but also the culture and the language of the game. What's keeping you from walking back into the dugout and telling men about Jesus? And I'm like, well, there are a lot of things keeping me from doing that. Now, of all things, I was coaching prior to this at Huntington University, which is another Christian school in Indiana. And we wanted to do a baseball fundraiser. So I wrote to guys, some of you will remember these, Stan Musial, didn't know these men at all, Ernie Banks, Hank Aaron. And uh, during the blizzard, I think it was of 78, this is the first chapter of my first book, I'm sitting at home because the snow is this high on our door, we can't get out. And the phone rings and my wife gets it back in the day when you had the long cord on the phone. I don't know if some of you don't remember that either. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she, she yells, she goes, Tom, it's for you. I go, okay, who is it? She goes, Hank Aaron. I go, yeah, right. <laughs> and I didn't move. I sat in my chair in the living room. She goes, are you going to get the phone? I go, who is it? Some guy named Hank Aaron. She's from New York, so she didn't know Hank Aaron, I guess. I grew up here, right? And I'm like, come on, Karen. She goes, his, he said his name's Hank Aaron. So I picked the phone up. He goes, hi, this is Hank Aaron. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I just froze. And he goes, uh, what do you want? And I said, well, we want to do this thing, and uh, would you come? He goes, if you pay me cash, I'll come. <laughs> and I said, you will? And he goes, yeah. Fast forward. I go to the Fort Wayne airport to pick up my hero, Hank Aaron, right, being a kid in this town. And I pick him up at the airport, and he gets off the plane. He had just hit the home run to win it, you know, to break the record. He gets in the car, and I am freaking out, okay? Can you imagine, right? And I'm driving, and my pits are all wet, and I'm just driving and driving and driving. Finally, we're just talking, and... He goes, do you have any idea where we're going? <laughs> I go, I don't. I am totally lost, man. I don't know where I am. And we start laughing. And uh, something in me said, you know what? Talk to him about Jesus. And I go, what? So I start sharing my faith with him. It was unreal. And he said, can you have dinner with me tonight? And I go, yeah. And a lot of neat things happened as a result of that. Now, I tell you that story because I haven't really seen him much since then, but it was for me. Because I saw how the gospel touched this man who was supposedly the best player in the history of the game. And so it gave me encouragement to say, you know what? It's not about me, it's about Jesus. And so I went to a conference, met some other pro players, and we started this ministry called Unlimited Potential. And the purpose was to teach baseball clinics. Our first clinic was here in Milwaukee. Billy Graham had come to town here a long time ago, and they were doing their big tent thing, and they asked me to do a baseball clinic, and we went out there. And that day, I was able to have a couple of players from the Yankees, uh, Brian Doyle, Bob Watson, Tommy John, and a couple of the Brewer players back then. Uh, well, they were a brand-new team. That's why they did it. 
and I uh, gave the gospel, and 75 people came forward, adults Amen. and kids. And afterwards, and I'll be done. I know we have commercials and all that. But afterwards, uh, the guy that was the head of the organization came up to me and said, holy cow. He goes, this is crazy. He goes, you should do this full time. And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? I'm a college coach. He goes, no, you saw how God used you. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Real quick, I told you about Carol Dale. My favorite Packer was Boyd Dowler. He was then coaching for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I get a call from the chaplain of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He said, hey, I hear you've, you're thinking about doing this sports thing. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I am. He goes, meet me in Chicago. We're playing the Bears. I hate to say the word Bears. I just did it. Sorry. All right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> we're playing the Bears. So I go up there, and we are at the Hyatt Regency. And I go because I hope Boyd Dollar walks through the restaurant. That's the reason I went. So we have this nice meal. And at the end of it, he looks me straight in the eye, and he goes, when are you going to quit nickel and diamond it for God? Step out on faith and do this. And I'm like, nice talking to you. <laughs> uh, and so I went home and went to a lawyer, incorporated unlimited potential, had no idea, quit my college job. I had a brown push-button phone now. It was all the way up to push buttons at that point, and a chair and a card table, and sat down. And one day, and if he's listening to this, that's fine because he doesn't live around here, a player with the Houston Astros named Glenn Davis was the home run champ that year, calls my phone. I'm like, I don't know. I pick it. We didn't have dial, you know, where you could tell. He says, hi, this is Glenn Davis. I'm like, yeah, right. He goes, no, how do I join your organization? I'm like, oh, I can charge him right now, I guess. What does it cost? <laughs> well, it ended up through Glenn and then a guy named uh, Alvin Davis with the, with the Mariners and a couple others. God gave me favor. And here we are 40 years later, been to 68 countries, and the players pay their way to go on these trips to share their faith in Christ. That's how it started, and it continues, man, after I'm gone. He is Tom Roy, again, founder of UPI. And a uh, little bit, if you go to upi.org, it's Disciple to, to Help Professional uh, Players Follow Jesus. And, and, you know, we've had the conversation, Pastor, a lot, and I know I have with Pastor Hoffman as well. You go to certain parts of the world, and you bring a soccer ball, and kids are going to follow. You, you bring a baseball bat and some balls and a glove, and kids are going to follow. And, and I think that, that what a great way and a great opportunity for us uh, to talk talk to a number of kids throughout throughout the world. We've got about two minutes, Pastor. <laughs> Tom, you, as you uh, have been around Major League Baseball um, and you've seen men come to Christ, I, I would take it that several of them have gone on these trips with you? Yes, and, a lot. And so for them, that might be the first time for many of them to share their faith, you know, yes. share their testimony when they're at one of these baseball clinics? Yeah, it is. And one of the neat things about it is it's typically in another language. So there's always a translator. So I tell them, don't worry, they're not going to say hear what you're saying. They're going to hear what the translator says. But it gives me an opportunity then to talk to them about how to work that, you know, massage that, if you will. Yeah. And teach them how to do it on radio if they have a chance or on television or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when we had Don Beebe on, Mike. Uh, we've had him on a couple of times. And uh, was it with Frank Wright was taking him to um, to speak someplace, and he's right now coaching the Colts. And uh, Don didn't want to 
share his testimony? You remember that? He did. And he did not. And Frank said, look, that, you know, it's because you think it's about you. It has nothing to do with you. I don't care if you're afraid to get up and speak in front of people. You know, the Lord, you need to go and and, uh, and preach the gospel because the Lord wants you to go. And Don said, look, I've never said no since then because he's right. It's not about me. It's about him. Guys, I'm sorry. we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Tom Roy, again, founder of UPI. He's also an author. He's a six-time author. And uh, this book that we're going to talk about is the newest book, Shepherd Coach, Unlocking the Destiny of You and Your Players. And we'll do that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest, and he's a good one. And he is a really uh, strong friend and a believer in what we do on Faith in the Zone. And like I said in the first segment, he's helped us with so many guests, and they've been fabulous guests um, throughout the years that we've been doing this. He is also a six-time author. And... um, let me ask you about that part of your lifetime. Years ago, did you ever think that 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 being called a six-time author was something that was in your future? No way. I was a D student at beautiful Grafton High School. I just barely got by, and uh, it's a God thing, man. But I have to say, and this is kind of neat, all six of my books are million sellers. I have a million of them in my cellar. So if you guys <laughs> please would buy some of those back there, I'd appreciate it. Because otherwise, they go in the back of my Ford F-150, and I sell them like shrimp. Uh, they, you know, they do that. So please buy them. And again, on the, on the back table, um, you can go, if you're listening to the Faith in the Zone, you can go. Uh, these books are available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, all places that books are sold. But here at Brookside tonight, for the men's group, uh, they're $10. And again, he will sign them for you. Uh, $16 if you go online and buy them. And I've, I've, not, re- I've not read this one yet, but I've read all the others. And uh, this is the next one that I'm, I, I will be the first in line to buy this book. And, it, and it's speaking to me as a, uh, a coach basketball for 36 years. Um, and, but it's just not for coaches. Tom, looking through it, this is for, for um, parents and administrators and grandparents and people that you know have kids that are playing sports. This really does uh, reach out to all of them. It kind of does. Now, the thing that I did is I was a coach for a number of years. I've been on the planet two months shy of 70 years, and I've seen a lot of guys who say they're Christian. But then you get them on the field or the court or whatever, and it turns the other way, right? And so this is a workbook. I had one coach who'd coached for 46 years do it, and he said, Tom, you wrote it, but it's my book now because I had to answer. So the other thing is it's very large print. I know how coaches love to read, especially during the season, right? So I wrote this just for Mike. No. Uh, so it's pretty simple that even, way. I don't even need my glasses to read this one. That's <laughs> exactly. Awesome. And so that's the good news, right? Um, but basically asking you men in particular, why do you do what you do? And it's written primarily to Christian coaches. I've spoken at the National 
national convention for Christian coaches, and I've spoken at a, a couple of uh, colleges where I get the whole coaching staff together. So if you're a businessman, it's kind of a strategic plan about why do you coach, and if you're a Christian, how do you intersect your faith into coaching? Well, in the context of that, I've had a couple business leaders buy them for their sales staff and such. I've had pastors buy them, and they just changed the name coach to leader or whatever it is. So it starts out, the chapter, oh, the other thing, the chapters are very short. So you can read it on the toilet if you want, right? Uh, I've been there, done that, right? And so uh, the first chapter is, why do you coach? And I give about 20 options, one being because it's the only thing I know how to do, two, because I like sports, all the way down to because I see it as a ministry. And then why do you coach where you do? And what's your philosophy of coaching? A lot of men don't have that. I gave this to a uh, NFL player, and he said, you know, I've had coaches throughout my life. He said, I knew what our offensive philosophy was and our defensive philosophy, but I never heard a coach tell us what our team philosophy was, other than we're family and that kind of thing. And so it gets us as men to think why we do what we do. And that's my passion. And so for how many days or years the Lord has me left on this earth, I want to deal with men that are in leadership positions and try to ask them those kinds of questions to get their answers. And then since this, I've started a group called the Shepherd Coach Network because I've been to 68 countries and I've worked with a lot of missionaries and some of them need encouragement and pastors. And so what I'm going to do there, hopefully, and, and God seems to be opening that door, is come in for a day and a half and listen and try to encourage pastors to be shepherds. And that's what the title comes from, that Jesus was a shepherd coach. And so a lot of biblical principles in the book. If I speak to secular groups, I say a great philosopher once said, and occasionally drop a verse on them, you know. But um, just trying to be an influence for the sake of the kingdom to leaders of leaders. We are talking with Tom Roy. And uh, again, we are live at, at Brookside Baptist Church, taping Faith in the Zone this week. Pastor Ken? Hey, Tom, you know, as uh, we, we live in the day in which we do, I mean, people are, are hurting, people are looking for answers. Uh, I'm sure it's no different in, in professional sports, is it, that, that guys are hurting, whether it be physically or, or whatever the case might be. But uh, have you seen an openness or more of an openness with, with guys that you've been working with as far as the, the gospel message itself? And then for some who claim to know the Lord that they're actually wanting to start growing in their yeah, faith? Yeah, some guys you have to unprogram because they think they know what the gospel is. Other guys want nothing to do with it. It's kind of like everywhere here where you work and who you are. It's just these guys make a lot of money and they think that's the carrot and then they get there for a couple of months and they this is a job and they don't read the clippings and all of a sudden, you know, one of the things that really hit me is a lot of these guys have young children. They go to school. If they went over for 4 the night before their kids get ripped on in the bus on the way to school. Yeah. There's a lot of pain. The universal language is suffering, and you guys know that. You know that if you're honest with yourself. And to have somebody that comes there that doesn't push it on them but cares for them, yeah, I don't care what culture you're in. Now, with the professional athlete, the problem is this is their first question, even though they don't verbalize it. Why do you want to know me? What do you want? You want money? You want tickets? You want to be on TV with me? Do you want? And so, for example, with UPI, we accept no gifts from them. 
If we're in the locker room, they say, here's a glove. We say, we can't take it. We don't want to play that game. And so it's a matter of, like anyone else that you work with, building trust, that you care about them, that you're a servant. The greatest in the kingdom is a servant of all. So, Pastor, it's like any other profession, except they have a lot of money. And sometimes it becomes it's arrogance. And the other times it's brokenness because they said, I thought this was going to bring me satisfaction. And you, the game of baseball in particular will humble you one day and another day and another day. It's a tough sport. You know, Pastor, we've talked about having Pastor Daryl Strawberry on the show a number of times. And Tom, when, when he was on, he said, look, I, I, everything I dreamt and everything I thought I wanted as a young baseball player, I was one of the best baseball players in the world. I, you know, I, I was an all-star uh, World Series guy. I had all the money, all the houses, all the cars, all the girls, all the drugs, everything that I thought that's what would make me happy. And I couldn't figure out why I was so sad all the time. And it wasn't until they, they took that from him and he ended up having to go into prison did, did, it, did he figure this out. And he was born and raised in a Christian home. And his parents were strong in their faith. And, and, and he didn't, you know, it didn't hit him that that's what was missing in his life. And now him and his wife are running two different uh, facilities, Bible-based facilities helping pro athletes get off alcohol, drugs, things like that. And, and that's what he's doing. And when, when we had him on the show, when, when people say, you had pastor Daryl Strawberry? And I say, look, if, if the Lord's willing to accept guys like me and him, man, come on, let's have that conversation. And it's really interesting that for him, he, like you said, he had everything that he thought he needed to make him happy, and he was depressed all the time. And I think the big question, if those of you out here are wondering, well, how do you do this thing? Once you build that trust, I found, especially when I've done clinics in Europe and stuff, it's kind of post-Christian. I just ask a simple question. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Because one guy in England one time said he was either a liar, a lunatic, or who he says he was. And he says he is the son of God. So I just find often that there's more power in a good question than always having the answers. Because they think that we have all the answers and that we think that they have none of the answers and have all the problems. When in reality, all of us are struggling. And it's only that we all need bread and Jesus is the place to come. So the question to even get it going, once you build that trust, who's Jesus? You know, we don't have to know, you know, uh, what you believe on this and this and this, because once they come to understand who Jesus is and he becomes their Lord, not just their savior, all of a sudden they tell you what they believe. They have a belief system. All of us, every man and woman in this world has a belief system, but a lot of it is borrowed convictions. But once they get to know who Jesus is and then get in and say, what does he have to say? It's amazing. And so I don't know why God put me there. I'm serious. Um, but it's been a blessing. All of our staff are former uh, professional baseball players. It's a very unique stealth ministry. Hardly anybody knows about it. One of them's the chaplain for the Atlanta Braves, one of them for the Diamondbacks, one of them for the White Sox, and all of them are reaching into their world. And that's my challenge to everybody listening, but to you men out here too. Ask your people when they build trust who's Jesus? 
Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, we'll wrap this up. We've got a few more questions uh, for our special guest. Again, he's Tom Roy, founder of UPI. He's a six-time author in, in his latest book, which is really getting rave reviews. I read a lot of the reviews, and, and people really enjoy this workbook. Uh, it's called Shepherd Coach, and it's unlocking the destiny of you and your players. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGiver alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. We're recording this show live at a men's uh, event here at Brookside. And our special guest is Tom Roy, founder of UPI, friend of this show at Faith in the Zone, six-time author, shepherd coach, is the uh, the book right now that uh, is doing extremely well. And if you are a parent, uh, a coach, um, certainly a ministry, somebody in and around a grandparent whose kids are playing sports, I would highly recommend this book. You can pick it up on Amazon. You can go to Barnes & Noble. But here at Brookside tonight, the back table, $10. Um, if you go to Amazon and, and Barnes & Noble, it's $16. And it's well worth it. It's a workbook. It's going to ask you to do some work um, with Tom and, and ideas that Tom has within the book. Pastor? Tom, uh, share with us uh one of your trips, whether it was overseas or even, you know, at spring training or something that that really not only encouraged you, but allowed you again to see God's uh, God's good hand on your life with uh, sharing the gospel with God. Yeah, there are so many of those um, when you've done it for almost 40 years. Um, it's so humbling to see God work. I'll try to think of a couple. I remember going to Uganda. Of all things, I'm the father of baseball in Uganda. Now, when we <laughs> went there, it was really unique because we had to move cows out of the field and we had to take cow pies and fill in holes and, and teach them baseball. But the cool thing about that is we did that for about eight years. And that team, one of their Little League teams, made the World Series, the Little League World Series a few years ago. One of those kids was the coaches. One was a coach, the head coach. And they thought everybody had Bible study before games, you know. And so they, to this, well, I don't know if they still to this day because some other groups have come in and tried to help them with baseball. But to see God just take over, and that was right after Idi Amin had left that country. And there was all kinds of devastation. And to see these young kids have joy in their faces again, and then to share the gospel with them and see them come to faith. Uh, but there's so many stories like that. And part of the issue, men, is that... Anyone that's willing to share, it's so hard. And if I, if I talk to you in this room, how many of you share your faith? It, it's, it's tough, isn't it? 
And that's why, you know, to have a platform like we do, you know, in Philadelphia, when we were doing this, uh, some lady was yelling, who's the idiot that would put this on, you know, and have him talk about Jesus. And I said, uh, it was me. She was talking to me. I go, it was me. She goes, you look like a normal person. And I said, well, I guess I'm not. And I guess anybody that believes that Jesus rose from the dead has to be, you know, it has to be a faith thing. And to see kids come to faith and now have them be parents. And all of a sudden, I don't want to tear up on a radio show here, but to see them come up and say, hey, man, my kid trusted Christ or my I'm that kid, you know, that maybe was going to be uh, thrown away or commit suicide or whatever. I just get chicken skin. So I, I'm sorry, I can't answer that specifically. Uh, we didn't plan this so, show. <laughs> this is all coming from the heart. But um once, once we men get past this idea of we don't need to be embarrassed about sharing the gospel, and I tell our, I told our staff many times, we're just delivering the mail. If you get a bill and you hit the postman, there's something wrong, right? Now, it's how you deliver the bill. If they know you care about them, and that's how we've seen Jesus with his word and the Spirit, Holy Spirit, have seen lives changed, including our own, all of our staff. Hmm. Hey, Tom, we just got a couple of minutes left. And, and, you know, when we had talked in the past, you know, you, you had talked a little bit about some of the, the, the players that have gone on some of these trips with you. Um, here in Milwaukee, there's some guys that uh, Cal Eldred, yeah. I think, comes to mind, some guys that have gone on trips with you. Some of the baseball fans in our audience here, would uh, the names they would recognize? Yeah, but I hate to do that. You know that. I know. I, I don't That's why I'm putting drop. you on the because spot Because here's bit. why, guys. They're real people. They're real people, and they have families, and they have families that love Jesus and hate Jesus. They have families that are struggling, and so uh, I'd rather not answer specific names. In fact, I can't believe I dropped uh, Hank Aaron and uh, whoever else, uh, Glenn Davis, earlier. But, but, But Hank is in my book, and I don't know Hank. That was a divine appointment. I'm not, don't, please don't think, hey, how's Hank doing? I don't know Hank Aaron. I just had that moment with him. And then, uh, you know, I haven't really seen him since then. But there are guys from this organization that I've had opportunity to pray with, to take on trips. I'm having breakfast with one tomorrow. Um, yeah, they're, they're brewers, which well, kind of fires me up being from Grafton, you know, at, at that point. When I was a kid, it was like, whoa, and now they're friends. You know, you know on your book, uh, Chris Singleton, who's yeah. an ESPN analyst, and I can name him because he's, he's on your book and a really fo- a good former league, uh, major league baseball player. Um, he is uh, a guy that, that I've read a number of things that he's written about being uh, part of UPI and being uh, mm-hmm. some of the things that you have done. So he's a guy that has been a really good ambassador for you and UPI. Yes, he really has. And that's what's happened since I've been at this so long. The guys that I was ministering to in the 70s and 80s are now managers, front office, and sportscasters. There are a lot of them. And the reason being, they don't say, are you, the management doesn't say, are you a Christian? But they're looking for men of character because there's a lot of money involved in these games. And not all of the managers in the front office, obviously, in the press are believers. But there are a number that 40 years ago were never in those positions that all of a sudden, God, they've grown up and now they're in it. So Chris is one in particular. If you ever meet Chris, he's the real deal. Again, uh, our special guest, he is Tom Roy. Hey, Pastor, you know, we've had Tom on, and, and we could have him on for the next six months. 
um, each Sunday, and there, there'd be more stories that we've been able to, to talk about, and the work that he has done through UPI and some of the, the, the places all over the world that he has gone. Um, it, real quickly, you're not going to miss traveling, are you? Now that you're kind of retired? I just came back. I had an alumni event with seven former uh, Kansas City Royals in Jackson Hole, which is awesome. I hated going to the airport and standing in lines again. And I loved getting the miles, right. but I hate the travel. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. I, I, I bet you're not going to uh, miss that at all. Tom, thank you so much for coming thank here to you. Brookside Baptist Church. Again, name of the book is Shepherd Coach. You can go on Amazon or Barnes Noble and here at Brookside. Pick it up at the back. Um, I, we just, we, we love you so much. And we love the fact that, that you believe in faith in the zone and willing to help us at any time that we ask. And uh, we just just really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Brian. you, Tom. We appreciate All it. Right. Thank you. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.